ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Walk Show podcast where we explore the walk of life. This is your host, Walker Near. On today's episode, we have got Brandon Dill, who is a longtime friend of mine and uh, just a, a really interesting guy um, who was kind enough to, to, to join the show and stay for, for quite a while. We have a really wide-ranging discussion. We cover a pretty broad variety of topics. We talk about parenting. We talk about bullying. We talk about trying to, to put some positivity out into the world despite all the negativity that, that can be out there. Uh, we talk about personal development and, and, and nuance. We talk about stereotypes that people either fall into or that, you know, societal pressures that people feel that they're supposed to act a certain way based on whatever characteristic they may have. Um, and just a, a really fun conversation that I think you will really enjoy listening to. Uh, as always, the music for today's show is provided by Misha Zarin. So thank you, Misha, for providing the music. Um, Mention it at the end of the show, but I will also mention my other podcast, Pick Up Your Sticks, which is co-hosted by me and Brett Lindley. It's all about video games, but similar to The Walk Show, it's long-form conversations that, that tries to, to not really be sensational and doesn't really have an agenda other than to, to just talk about, in that case, the, the emotional connections that we have with gaming. So uh, if you enjoy The Walk Show and you enjoy video games, I think you will find that you will enjoy Pick Up Your Sticks, which is available everywhere podcasts are found. We will go on to the discussion with Brandon Dill, so let's do it. Welcome to The Walk Show, Brandon Dill. Thank you so much for joining. Yeah, no worries. Thanks for having me, man. Yeah, man. So uh, you and I have actually known each other for probably over a decade at this point, if you actually go back to think about when Teletech all started back in the day. Yeah, it's been it's been a while. It has. Um, so you and I actually have had several things in common throughout our life. We're both gamers. Yeah. Um, we're both, I don't know if you still are, but both UFC fans, do you still do that at all? I still do quite enjoy, uh, martial arts. I don't watch every, uh, no. fight religiously anymore, but I still thoroughly enjoy it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The sport in general. Yeah. You, uh, you seen that Khabib dude at all? Khabib Nurmagomedov or however you say it. Yeah. He's, he's pretty nasty, but, uh, actually, and this, that's funny you bring him up. Him and Connor are one of the reasons that I really kind of stopped watching UFC. I mean, I just don't, I don't appreciate that aspect of it. Like, I appreciate the chess game between two human bodies. I don't appreciate the getting in there, cussing each other, riling it up, being WWE. Like, I, I just don't care for that. I would agree with that. Um, I mean, Ronda Rousey, when she left the UFC, went and signed a contract with WWE just to show how closely those things are now married, you know? yeah. And Brock Lesnar. I mean, it's just. Oh man, that was the worst. <laughs> that dude was champion, and he was five and zero. Oh. It's like he has yeah. five fights, and he's the best in the world. Fuck out of here! Like, yeah. no. no way. Hated uh, it. Yeah, no, I agree. I I think that the WWE ness, to for lack of a better term, but the way they promote the fights is really dumb because it's all fake drama. Um, although Khabib, to his credit, is actually like a pretty devout, like Muslim dude. Um, who isn't really about that? Connor just, I think, kind of got got to him. You know what I mean? So he eventually yeah. snapped. <laughs> but 
which I mean, we all would, you know what I mean? There's just, there's certain things that would make any of us uh, fight back or, or mouth off, you know? Right. But, but I just don't like that. Like they, they promote that. Right. And Connor got to the hype and the, the level that he was, he, he was an amazing fighter still is. Uh, but he got to where he was because he could run his mouth and because they, they aired that, right. Like they, they went, Oh, look at this guy. He's so good at talking shit and then backing it up. And it's like, ah, just, right. just back it up. I don't need you to talk shit. Agree. Agree. I mean, I, but I think that to some extent too, that, that, speaks to the the general ufc fan is not someone who likes jiu-jitsu or even really kickboxing like they just want to see a street fight you know so they just as long as guys are getting punched in the head they're good with it you know yeah a lot of times when you go watch one of the fights that like uh you know you can go up to i used to go down to centerfolds and watch them but they got they can't play them there anymore oh Uh, really yeah, they got in trouble. Um, <laughs> but uh, or you go to one of the bars and watch them or something like that. Like if you get a really good fight, like like uh, you know like Damian Maya or one of the good jujitsu guys, mm-hmm. you get them in there and you get a real good game of chess going on. That every table around's booing and they're like, "What? Just stand them up, make them hit each other." It's like that's no time out, time out. This is an <laughs> important part of the game. Like this guy's doing a really fucking good job right now of implementing his game plan and. You know, they, they are standing them up faster now. They are keeping them away from, like, you know, the more martial arts aspect of it. It's it's just turning into more and more glorified boxing and, you know what I mean? So, yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree entirely. I uh, I don't know. I, I, I've, I've become more of a fan, actually, over the years in so much as that I watch more fights than I used to. Um, but at the same time, I would say, despite that, most of the roster I don't really care for that much because they're they're not like they don't even have a style. They're just street fighters, you know, and it's or mixed or something. I don't know what they call it anymore, but it's just like you're not a real martial artist, man. You're just a guy who's not afraid to get punched, which that's, you know, maybe good enough. But I don't know. Anyway. Um, so, yeah. So uh, obviously you're not a, a celebrity or something, so the audience is not familiar with you. So as much as you're interested in sharing, where, where did you grow up? Where are you from? Uh, so, I mean, I have lived in basically every small town around Stockton Lake. Okay. So, uh, moved quite a bit through my childhood, just, uh, through different means. Okay. Uh, so I lived around Stockton Lake, uh, most of my childhood, uh, lived on my own since about, 13 lived in Bolivar for a while and then moved up here to Springfield for a while. Uh, moved out to Wichita for a job, uh, for two years. Fuck Wichita. I ain't about that life. Uh, and then, uh, moved back out here for a little while, moved down to Destin, Florida for five months. Yeah. Oh, paradise. My wife and child, however, disagreed. Oh, okay. Uh, so they moved us back to Missouri. So here I am. I like Missouri in the summer, but it can piss off in the winter. Aren't there videos of you going out in the snow and nothing but your underwear and diving into giant snow piles? Yeah, totally. Yeah, just, just because I don't enjoy the cold doesn't mean I'll stop my ignorance during the cold. <laughs> like, that's not going to happen. All right. All right. And when you're as furry as me jumping into a pile of snow, like, my thought process there is I'll jump in the snow. I'll get out of the snow. I'll stop being cold. But what really happens is the snow like 
halfway melts on you and forms icicle in all of your like wonderful hair all over your body. And then like you're encompassed in it and you have to try to get it off. And so you're cold much longer than you anticipated. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So do, you, do you do any sort of like, uh, like workout routine or anything? Is that. <laughs> so the only workout that I do currently, uh, I'm a, I'm a big believer in sexist workout. That's just. Okay. But uh, my wife has asked me to join her in pole classes. So she yeah. takes uh, pole classes down at uh, Springfield Area Aerial Fitness. Mm-hmm. And so I go down with her. Um, she has like an unlimited package. So she goes basically every night of the week. Um, I go, I do that uh, once a week. And then I run with her because she makes me. But I don't like working out. I hate it. Yeah. I like the pole class. It's fun. Uh, the, the spinning stuff and like learning the new moves is fun, but the, the workout aspect of that, I hate as well. So do they actually have you do like squats or something? Like you actually do other exercises in preparation of the pole? Yeah. So I, I would say almost the first half of the class is like exercising and like doing stuff other than learning new moves and stuff like that. And even like, and, and this is going to sound silly, but like the, the actual act of like, doing a spin on the pole or just lifting yourself up on the pole or something like that is considerably hard, harder than I anticipated. Like, uh, Lindsay's been going for, uh, maybe almost a year. And like, she is insanely stronger than she used to be. Like mm-hmm. even cause I wrestle all the time with, uh, Jalen, my daughter and Lindsay, my wife, like we just fight all the time. It's fun for me. You know, we'll, we'll screw around and wrestle. And sometimes I'm like, I'll grab her now and I'll be like, aha, I'm going to pin her down, like tickle her or grab her boobs or something, you know? And she's like stronger and I've got to like actually put a little more effort into it. And I'm like, whoa, <laughs> you keep going to these classes. You're going to be kicking my ass soon. I don't know if I like that. Like, Right. But now yeah, the last time I saw you in, in person, I believe was actually, we were both at the eye doctor just serendipitously yeah. at the same time. Yeah. And um, I approached you after I got out, you were in the waiting room uh, actively wrestling with your daughter. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which I believe you said continued on into the actual appointment with the doctor who is not really a huge fan of your activities. <laughs> Turns out in public, most people hate my parenting style. Uh, Cause I just kind of do what I would want to do. You know what I mean? And my kid likes the same shit. So we will wrestle from the moment we enter the eye doctor all through the waiting room into the room where they're like taking like the eye exams. Like she'll be putting her eyes up there, taking the exam. The doctor be like, what do you see? And I'll be like punching her in the side or, you know what I mean? (laughs) And and the doctor's just like giving me these nasty looks like, Hey, I'm trying to get some shit done right now. And I'm like, look, I'm trying to be a parent right now. So we both got jobs to do. We just got to make it through this. Uh, only with Brandon Dill. I went to the eye doctor. I'm punching her in the side while she's trying to read the, the line, you know? Yeah, it's bad. And Lindsay, Lindsay will try not to go with us or try to send us without her because mm-hmm. it's really, really embarrassing to her. She's like, please just, can you stop for a minute? Like mm-hmm. we're in public. They're going to call DFS on you. Like, Look. Well, so, so this is, and so here's where you're going to get uncomfortable because you, you don't like mm-hmm. to be complimented. Um, but yeah, don't worry. So uh, we were talking before about things that you're not comfortable with and compliments was one thing. And then you asked, you said that you probably don't want to discuss the size of your dick. Um, yeah. That was going to be my next question after. <laughs> it, 
Um, <laughs> After a question about fatherhood, I was going to jump into dick size, but yeah. I'm going to spare you that. We're only going to do one of the two things that you don't like. Okay, that's good. Um, but no, and and, and I, I don't. I, I'm not trying to flatter you, and I'm not trying to um, to over exaggerate it. But dude, like, you know, I followed you on social media on Facebook, and that's probably it, I guess, because that's about all I'm active on very much. But for you know, I don't know, years and years now, because we've known each other for so long, and. I don't know if you still do it, but I know that there was a, at least a year, maybe longer, where you were dressing up on a regular basis. Can you explain what that is? Uh, yes. <laughs> so uh, currently that is on hold. My daughter is going to the school that's right beside our house for the next year. Okay. So she doesn't ride a bus. They won't allow her to ride the bus. But um, when we lived in Nixa and then Florida and then here, um, what we do is once a month or I'm sorry, once a week, um, she helps me pick out a costume. I have a costume closet downstairs that I use for this. And then when people are over, we kind of throw on costumes and I got poles in the basement and we do pole dances with costumes on. It's a blast. Nice, uh, right. uh, but yeah, once a week, uh, she'll help me pick out a costume and then I'll walk her to the bus, uh, and chill at the bus stop with all the kids that are at the bus stop in a costume. And we just kind of goof around and have a good time. And it's a lot of fun. Uh, she really enjoys it. Her bus drivers usually really enjoy it. Like when we moved from Nixa, her bus driver, you know, we let her know, we're like, Hey, we're moving, you know, sorry, this is the last day. And, uh, you know, during, during like the break of when she dropped off the kids, she went and got us like snacks and a little card and everything and brought it to oh, us. And said, like we had made her year better and she was sorry we were leaving. And I was like, Oh God, we're just goofing at the bus stop, you know? Uh, right. But yeah, so we do that. Um, once a week, I can't wait for her to go to, uh, she'll be going to Cherokee. Um, and when she goes to Cherokee, I can't wait. Cause you know what I mean? She'll just be a little bit older and I'm going to see if she's like too embarrassed to have me at the bus stop, like out there in a, like I'll wear a dress. I wore Lindsay's wedding dress and a wig and yep. so I, I tried the high heels, but man, I don't know how people walk in those. Those are like, it's dangerous. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. No, I'm out on all of that. I'm yeah. out on all of it. I, <laughs> my ankles are not made for, nah. for that, that space. No. Nah. Well, so that's what I, that's, and that's again, like that's a, it, you know, I, I probably didn't comment on those photos often or, or anything like that, but like you watch that from the side and, and this is again where you're uncomfortable, but it's like, and that's like some dad of the year shit. You get that, right? Like that's impressive. Yeah, I know. I know you don't like that. Cause you just think that it's, you just think it's all funny, but it's, th this is the characteristic of you that I have always liked so much that I don't know if you even consciously think of as being a characteristic of yourself, but it is that, um, I don't want to say that you have no shame because it's not like you do stuff that you should be ashamed of and are not, but it's more like, like I've just not ever seen anyone that can actually like get at you. Like you kind of just do whatever you're trying to do and you don't ever hurt anyone else and you're not a mean person. So it's always in good fun. Um, but no one can really rattle you on that. Like no one could be like really a wedding dress. Like it, there's just zero chance you would think of that. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I mean, in general, I think, uh, society, you know, likes to, to do that. They like to find someone or something to, uh, pick out and say it's horrible. It's wrong. It's terrible. And, and I, I honestly just like, I love going against society. I think society in general is a terrible thing. Yeah. Um, but like, you know, I got flowers on my arm says love. It's, it's like, you can call me a girl. You can call me whatever you want to call me. Like, I love flowers. Flowers are beautiful. They smell amazing. They are 
they're some of my favorite things. You know what I mean? Right. And so it's like, you know, make fun of me for that. Let's laugh about it. It'll be fun. If you have a sense of humor, I'll laugh with you. If you're an asshole, I'll laugh that you're being an asshole and make you matter. We're good. The, right. The, uh, <laughs> I don't know if you ever saw my back tattoo, but it says, uh, here, I'll show you real quick. Okay. <laughs> oh, wow. So, a, yeah, it says tats are trashy in the Toys R Us font. Yeah. For anyone that no one else can see it. So, not for oh, anyone, yeah. no one else can see it. And it's, and it's <laughs> in a rainbow, too, right? So, it has the rainbow color. So, mm-hmm. like, a lot of times when people are talking shit about, like, my uh, flower tattoos or something, they're like, oh, you're not a man. You got flowers on your arm. I'm like, oh, yeah, I got a rainbow on my back, too. Like, you want to see that <laughs> shit? Like, you know, I don't care. I have a friend who, uh, got a tattoo and now this was in like the like mid to late 90s so it was before it was a a, a meme if you will uh but she got a a, a lower back tattoo <laughs> which fast forward 15 years and everyone just calls it a tramp stamp right yeah. <laughs> but yeah I, I always i always get a kick out of that but she's kind of in the same boat she's not embarrassed by it because what is it you know and that's something that i think is um I think it's a big problem in our in our society today. Like I was talking on my other podcast with Brett Lindley, who you also know. Yeah. We were talking one day about um, like monetization of video games, like the, the loot boxes or the battle passes and all that stuff that's out, you know. And and I was I was kind of arguing that I, I don't think that they're I don't like them personally and that I don't buy them, but but to me that's where I'm willing like if I'm not buying it, I don't care that it exists. You know what I mean? Um, whereas other people have a sentiment where they they think that they shouldn't be allowed, kind of thing. Yeah, that one's difficult for me because like if it if it's giving you an edge, right? Like if I can spend X amount of money and just be way ahead in the game, I think that that takes away from the game a bit. But like in in WoW, when I play it, like it takes me. Uh, you know, all the time I'm going to play that game, I want to be doing the shit that I want to do. I don't want to go mm-hmm. farm money. I don't want to go farm all the bullshit that, that goes with playing a game like that. So mm-hmm. every, I don't know, probably every two, three months, I'll drop 20 bucks, buy one of those stupid tokens, and it just exchange it for gold. And then I don't have to go farm anything. I don't have to go, you know what I mean? I can go do the shit that I want to do. Right. Um, but I, there are some people who just, uh, they hate that, you know what I mean? And I get it. Like, if we're being honest... When I was poor as shit and couldn't afford to spend an extra $20 whenever I wanted to, uh, I hated it too. I was like, look, you guys are fucking cheating. I got to go do all of this work to put in, you know, and do this stuff. So I get it, but I'm not poor as shit now. So. Right. Well, and that's kind of what I mean is like, you know, I definitely agree with you that I, I, I would not play a game where it's there's a pay to win basically mechanic where you pay and you have an edge. Uh, but in a game where the pay is for cosmetics, I don't really care how if someone wants to pay more for their character to look different, that's fine. Uh, but I just don't put a lot of value in that. Right. No. But anyway, so, so Brett was explaining that because his wife's a teacher um, was explaining that I guess there was a trend for a while and I don't know if it's still ongoing, I guess not now with <laughs> no one being in school anymore because the, corona or whatever but um but where like kids were being made fun of if they had the default skin right so it was like a it became like a status thing 
And and so Brett was like, so that's another reason that he thinks, you know, and, and to be clear, it's not even his own position. He was just kind of talking about positions that some people hold. So I'm not, I'm not trying to put words in his mouth on this, but, yeah. but anyway, um, my whole point with bringing all this up is that my, my thought when he described that was, I was like, I mean, I guess we could say that Fortnite shouldn't have those loot boxes, but like, man, wouldn't it be cooler if as a society we could learn that like, if someone wants to make fun of you because you have a different avatar in a video game and the one that they have that's special is only because they bought it, like that person's the dork in this scenario. You know what I'm saying? Like it's yeah. not the kid with the default skin. It's the kid who's assigned his self-esteem to having the skin that you pay for. Like, what are you kidding me? You know, but, but that's not a conversation that people are willing to have ever. It's not, well, I don't know. And, and even if you take that away, right? Like, so it's say it's not the skin, right? Like they have the same scans or whatever it is. Like when I went to school, I mean, I, I had, uh, I don't know, you guys call them, like we called it the free store. Like it was a place where you could go, you didn't have any money, you could go get some clothes or you could go get some, you know what I mean? And like mm-hmm. churches would donate and stuff like that. The I think the only gym shorts I had for a long time were like these hot pink shorts. I had two different pairs. One was like a jeans, like literal jeans that mm-hmm. were supposed to be red, I think, and washed out to like a, a, a real sweet pink. And then these <laughs> other ones were like some spandex, hot pink and black Nike shorts. Like both of those were terrible shorts and just like, I would get lit up over my shorts, you know what I mean? Or like your shoes aren't the right brand of shoes or they're just going to, people are going to find a reason to, you know what I mean? To make themselves feel better and to make someone else feel smaller. It's it's why Jerry Springer has existed for shit. I don't know how long, you know what I mean? can't believe that shit's still on on too like all of it (laughs) somebody's got to feel better about themselves so in order to do that you've got to make someone else feel like shit yeah and and, you know that's just a big that's a big thing that's in my opinion society pushes is find someone who's worse than you then you're good you know yeah that's something that i don't that i don't understand either is this 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 uh desire to punch down as they call it you know like yeah like, for example, you know, and this doesn't always go well for me, like in my day job. Um, but like, if there's a problem, like, even if, if the problem is that some, you know, X person is, is dropping the ball past a point, like maybe the first time I'll put it on them because they dropped the ball, but past a point, it's like, I'm looking to their leadership because it's like, how are you letting this person drop the ball? You know what I mean? Like to some extent, I mean, yeah, they're personally responsible, but I'm constantly looking to hold leadership more accountable, which again, doesn't always work well. Cause I'm not in leadership and have no power. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I don't know. I think that it's so, so, and I don't mean to, you know, whatever you're comfortable with talking about your daughter, I don't mean to, to bring her into this a ton, but I mean, does she struggle at all with, I can't imagine that she does, but does she struggle at all with bullying or how do you, how do you ever have conversations with her about that kind of stuff or, is it just almost like a, a thing that doesn't come up because she's just because she has a tremendous amount of self confidence? It seems from just the limited interactions I've seen with her. I mean, I don't know her personally at all, but yeah, I would say uh, you know I again well, the only things we're gonna have issues talking about are compliments and dick size. And outside of that, I don't you're not gonna shine sure. me away on anything. Uh, she is uh, she is emotional compared to me. Like she's she's much more emotional than I am. But that's that's not saying much. I. I I'm not good at emotions, um, but she doesn't, uh, to my knowledge, uh, she doesn't get bullied. 
and she does a really good job of not bullying, which which mm-hmm. I'm I'm super uh, proud of because um, you know it's it's easy. She she has a great life in my opinion. You know she gets to go do all sorts of stuff. She she has an insanely better life than I grew up, and that, I mean you know as a parent that's that's your dream, right? But um, like you know you'll you'll hear other people like her friends. And sometimes I'll call her on it. I'll be like, hey, you're not going to be hanging out with people who are talking shit like that. Um, and you'll hear her friends talking like mean to people or, you know, sneering about what people have or don't have. And she doesn't chime in. Now, I wish she would stop them. But, you know, she's 11. Right. I, that may be asking a bit much. But, yeah, I, I don't know that I've caught too many cases where, where she's like joining in on the the nastiness of people. Mm-hmm. Um which is cool. I, I really appreciate that. Right. Yeah. 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 I, I was always the, the big kid, right? Like I'm six, five now. And I, I mean, I haven't been six, five the whole time, but I may as well have been you know, <laughs> in, in relation to the other kids. I always was. Um, so I didn't really deal a ton with bullying. I did when I was real young, a little bit, I got bullied some. Um, but by the time I was, you know, a teenager, I was just, no one thought I was the age that I was. So the older kids that might've been willing to do that didn't really engage. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I personally, I really, really dislike bullying. I, I really yeah. hate the, uh, just the cruelty of it. I don't know. It's just, I don't see any sense in it. Uh, I would say, I don't remember what grade somewhere in grade school up to like third or fourth grade. I think I was the lightest person in our class. And we had people who were like a good foot, two foot shorter than me. And I was still somehow lighter than them. So, uh, I definitely, uh, had some bullying in like grade school and stuff. And then even, even like junior high and everything, but I don't know, I guess I grew out of it. Uh, when I just got, you know, I grew a little bit. Um, but I, I don't know. I just don't like it in general. I don't feel like it's a good, um, thing. And I feel like a lot of times it comes from, uh, parents in one way or another, you know, either the parents are, uh, not giving the kids what they need at home or, you know, there's something lacking in that scenario or yeah. the parents themselves act that way. You know, you like, uh, you definitely see kids like, what is it? I was, uh, uh, and I won't say which kids cause it's not nice. Uh, I was driving a kid down, uh, down the road and one of those signs came up and said, if you don't speak English, get out. You know what I mean? Like people put one of those lovely, That's crazy. lovely billboards up. And, and the kid read it out loud and then agreed with it. And I was like, hey, time out, look. <laughs> right. Uh, we're not going to be like that. Like, that's not a real thing. Um, so, like, if, if you're going to be hanging out, like, we're going to be nice to people or we're not going to be around. And, yeah, you know, uh, it, but something like that, a kid doesn't just have that. You know what I mean? That's not... Right. Ingrained in, in children. That's something that they learned from, you know, um, probably a family member. Um, and that, yeah. it's just sad. Yeah. Yeah. No. Agreed. Agreed.
Well, so then that actually, you just brought up a billboard. So that takes me to another thing I wanted to to talk about that you did that you're embarrassed by because it's nice. Um, so when you lived in Destin, Florida, um, you you purchased or rented, I don't know what the right word, I mean, you don't own it, but whatever, rented, I guess, a, a billboard here in Springfield. Can you talk about that a little bit? <laughs> uh, yeah, you, you really are just like bringing up all sorts of shit here, aren't you? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Because no. people need to know, people need to know that there are good, genuine, earnest people out there who don't do it because they they are shamed by it by some religious organization or something. They don't do it to gain fame and notoriety. That that there there are some people who are just decent fucking people. And yeah, you say fuck, and yeah, you strike your child while they're at the eye doctor, but it doesn't mean that you're not a good guy. You know what I mean? Like, and, and people need to know that this should exist because, and not because you're trying to become famous or I'm, I'm not trying to blow up your social media, although it might happen, but just simply that like these stories matter. And we hear so much, especially now with this coronavirus stuff, everything is negative. And it's like, let's talk about some shit that's good that's going on in the world. So unfortunately, because you've been nice, you're in the crosshairs, buddy. <laughs> well, uh, thanks. I think, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, the, the signs, um, you know, there were a combination of a couple of things. Um, basically, you know, the story I just said, um, I've seen a couple of signs that were pretty negative and then people were putting some pretty negative stuff in their front yards and stuff like that. Um, and so, um, I, I thought, you know, why not? Uh, I was trying to think of ways to like, help people out and to try to make people smile in the days and like make their days just a little bit better. And, you know, what was the best way I could reach the most people? Um, and so I asked around a bit and somebody told me about this thing, it's called blip. Um, and basically they own signs in different cities and things like that. And then you can rent time from them and you can rent any interval of time that you need. Um, and so what I did is, uh, and I, by the, I did not spend a lot of money on this. I spent like, uh, I think it was like 60 or 90 bucks a month. Um, but you, you get to pick the signs, you get to pick where they are, and then you get to like create like little designs and stuff uh, just to throw up on the sign. So I would just come up with like different pictures I had taken or something like that. And then, um, you know, just like a happy saying to be on it, like the, what was it like? Be the, ch- uh, believe there's good in the world and then be the good in the world. Like, you know, they just little play on words, the different coloring and stuff like that. And so I would just find things like that and put it up there. And then uh, I just started asking like Facebook and Snapchat and stuff like that. Like, Hey, what do you guys want to see on the sign? What would make you happy? What would be like, you know, if you were driving down the street on the way to work and that's when I tried to play them was when people were on the way to work um, mm-hmm. or on their lunch break, just to kind of, you know, cause that's when you need to be a little smile right. or something, you know? Yeah. Um, and so I just asked people what, what would make you smile? What would, and then, so we did that for a while. And then we also, uh, like tried to partner up with some businesses to say, Hey, you know, if you, if you do something good for your, for your, um, community, then when I'm putting up my happy sign, I'll also throw your logo on there so that, you know, people know that you, you know, you're, you're somebody who's doing something good. Um, and we had a couple businesses, uh, kind of jump in at that. Like, um, we had one payoff school lunches. We had, um, Nice. Uh, what was it? There were, there were a couple other things. One, one did like a, um, uh, what, uh, and I, I don't want to throw any of these businesses under the bus cause I haven't talked to any of them about this, but, um, 
one of them was like a spa. And what they did is they just had a day for people who had recently been divorced or had recently went through some like a job loss or something like that. And so everybody could come in and just like um, chill there that day. They had drinks and, and like you could get a facial. You could do just a couple different things just to kind of, you know, reset you, you know, just kind of bring you back to zero uh, so you could forget about stuff for a minute. And so we just we tried to do some stuff like that. Um, but yeah, the signs, the signs were a lot of fun. Um, I'll, I'll be doing them again. Uh, but, uh, yeah, just right now I, I don't, uh, I don't have the means to do it right now. So. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get it. Um, so another thing that you have recently done, and I think this will be the end of me bringing up things that you've done. Um, it, but it's, it's the, it's, well, it's something that you bring up on, on social media a lot and it kind of ties to, I think to the bullying conversation we were having. So something that you consistently post on Facebook is, is a plea basically to get people to stop being so mean to each other over politics. Right. And you don't say just people who like Trump or just people who like the left or Hillary or Biden now or whoever it is, right? Like <laughs> you don't single out a certain politician or a certain political party. And I think that, that, uh, but there's a lot of truth in, in, in that. And I think that especially for, um, for people who, who aren't Trump fans, right. It's really easy to think of him as this like bully and the, of that whole ideology as kind of a, a bullying thing. But the, the real hard truth that I've tried to talk about on, on this show also is that the other side is unfortunately just as guilty of bullying people, because if you don't virtue signal the right way, right. If you don't, if you say that someone is an actress instead of just an actor, you could, you might get crucified for that because, well, why did you have to say actress? Why couldn't you just say actor? Why did we have, and it's like fine, but like, maybe, like maybe, you know, maybe it's not that huge of a deal to, to be mad about, but people will go in on it. And so it's, it is, it is on, on all sides. So you recently had some hats made and I'll now ask you to explain the hats that you had made. Man, I, I wish you would have given me talking points beforehand. I didn't. Uh, uh, I wasn't uh, expecting this. Um, I know. <laughs> so uh, I wanted to catch you off guard. I wanted to get the unfiltered. You know. Yeah, fair enough. Shit's real. Uh, so yeah, the hats. Um, really, what it was is I just see lots and lots of hatred. I mean, people are just really, really mean to each other, and and there's not any benefit of it. You know what I mean? Like you can go on the internet and be a complete asshole to somebody today. Like, how does that benefit you tomorrow? What does that do for you? tomorrow? What does that do for your kids or your, you know, your community tomorrow? It doesn't do anything for you, you know? Um, and so I just saw a lot of people being really mean. Um, and you know, it is back and forth on politics and, you know, it's red versus blue and, and it's just nasty, nasty. You know what I mean? So, uh, I thought about it for a little while and, um, came up with a hat. It's just, it's help America love again is what the hat said. It was a purple hat to show that it needed to be red and blue no red, no blue. It's, we need a combination of both. Um, and what I did is I, uh, you know, I, I shopped around, I found somebody who, who made the hats pretty cheap for me. Um, <clears throat> I sold the hats at cost. So basically the cap, the, the hats cost me, I think it was $9 and 30 cents a piece to make. Um, which just, just for anybody else coming up with these ideas, uh, you'll lose a lot of money doing so, uh, because, you there's a lot of fees and a lot of things that go into selling those hats that you just you don't account for going into it but it was worth it 
Um, so what I did is um, I just put on Facebook that, hey, you know, I'm, I'm going to sell you these hats at cost. The deal is for every hat that you buy, you have to do something good for someone else. You have to do something, uh, you know, buy their dinner, buy, buy them lunch, go talk to them, like do something good. You don't have to spend money. You don't have to make it extravagant. Do something good. Don't tell me about it. I'm going to do this on like, you know, the trust system. And um, yeah, we sold, we sold quite a few hats, um, had somebody ask, uh, had quite a few people ask for another run of the hats. We'll see if I do another run of the hats. Uh, I lost, I, I don't, I don't want to say lost, but I, uh, I spent an amount of money that my wife was not happy with, with the last hats. Gotcha. That was that, that you know, again, it was just bad math on my part. Like I'll sell this at cost. I won't account for having to drive and pick them up and ship them and, and all the cool stuff that goes with it. Right. Um, so next time I'll probably have to come up with a little bit better plan, but no, we got, uh, I think we got in the end, we got 30 something, 40 something people to do, uh, something nice for someone else. And, and hopefully, you know, there's someone else that had something nice done for them. It helped them smile and, um, you know, have a better day and maybe help someone else. So that was, that was the goal. So kind of strange question. So you, you play, uh, like world of Warcraft. We talked about, uh-huh. uh, you know, mentioned it earlier a little bit, but so, and you raid, uh, which a lot of my audience for the walk show aren't, aren't gamers. So basically what that means is that it's a group of anywhere from 10 to like 30 ish. I mean, maybe not quite that many, but close to 30 ish people, that all get together and then they they uh, kill dragons for two hours or something, <laughs> right? Like, yeah, to an extent, yeah, I would agree. With I that. mean, if if you don't know anything about it, then, yeah, that's know, fair that's, enough. Yeah, right. Um, do you ever are you ever a leader in those scenarios? Do you ever have you ever led a guild? Have you ever been the raid leader? Uh, I used to um, when I had more time. Uh, in my opinion, those roles take a bit of effort, and uh, you know you. Like your, your people are looking to you, uh, in those scenarios. Uh, a lot of times anymore, I just, you know, with, uh, wife and kid and stuff, I just, I don't have as much time. So Mm. I will lead groups, you know, like the five man content. I lead those constantly. Um, Mm. but, uh, for the bigger stuff like raids and stuff like that, I, I, and I just kind of don't do that anymore. Um, right. It just takes more time than I, than I have available to put into it. I was just curious because you've, you've shared a couple of stories now where almost, I mean, not even with like some huge master plan going into it, but you're inspiring people, whether it be businesses to, to help out in a community or you're inspiring individuals to do something, do a good deed in conjunction with getting this hat or whatever. Right. And so I was just curious if you've ever thought about maybe trying to lead a more organized effort of helping people, because it seems like it's kind of a natural fit for you. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, uh, I love doing it. I, I would, I mean, the job that I do now, like, uh, how do you say this? Every, every time they come around, they ask like, why do you do this? Why do you do your job? And my answer every time is helping people. Like if you took in my job, if you took the ability for me to help people and to make their, their jobs better away, I wouldn't do it. I don't give a shit. You can pay me however much money you want to. I'm not going to do it. Right. It's just not a fulfilling job at that point. So, so helping people in general is, uh, what gives me warm fuzzies. And and I think you've talked about this before on one of your other, uh, one of your other shows, you know, it is selfish. It's, it's very much selfish. Um, I do it to make me feel better, to make me feel like the world is a better place to make me feel like, 
you know, this, this is, this is good shit that we're doing. It's, I love seeing people be happy. I love seeing all of that, but I assume if I didn't feel good about it, I wouldn't do it. You know what I mean? Right. It's right. Yeah, I think it's a situation where honestly we just don't have enough words, which I know sounds crazy because if you look at a dictionary, there's there's plenty in there, right? Yeah. But um but the word selfish implies um negative. Yeah, exactly. It it implies that you're doing something like almost at the expense of someone else for your own gain. And it and 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 I get that context and that's what it means in a lot of circumstances, but yeah, I fundamentally do believe that all actions, all actions are selfish. Even if that's just going and, you know, and, and getting a, a bite to eat or if it's helping someone. I mean, like, you know, like I, for example, like I might help my mom do something. I mean, it's my mom, right? But I, I want her to feel like I care. You know what I mean? So, and that makes me feel better if I feel like she thinks I care. Yeah. So I do it, you know? Now in the end, yeah, the benefit is her, is for her, but it's not... It's not something where I'm like, really, really hate this the entire time because I wouldn't do it otherwise, to your point. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and even if it's something that maybe a task that you don't like, the the feeling that you'll get at the end of it outweighs the feeling of negativity that might be associated with whatever the, the mundane task is. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And I mean, like, uh, you know, at Teletech, when we worked there, like our job uh, was to help people. Like, uh, you know, I was an ASG at first and being able to run around and help people answer questions was awesome. And then, you know, in the back of the house doing triage and then, you know, helping the callback team and stuff like that. Like that was, you know, that was the fun stuff. Unless it was, uh, what what was his name? Mickey? Yeah. (laughs) He works with me now. Well, we don't work in the same group anymore, but but I help him get on at at, at where I work now. Yeah. Unless that son of a bitch asks you a question because like, (laughs) <laughs> he's too smart. You know what I mean? Like if, right. if you don't know the damn answer, what makes you think I'm going to know the answer? I'm not smart. Right. We're not, you know, this is not the same playing field right now. Like, right. <laughs> don't ask me. You're just going to make me feel dumb. Right. Right. But yeah, that's definitely a different take. Well, I eventually became an ASG. Um, and I remember a person complaining one time about that. They didn't like some scripting that they had to say on the, on the call. And the explanation I gave them, which is probably very different than the one you would give, but instead of trying to inspire them, I just tried to be real with them. And I was like, imagine if your job was to move rocks from pile A to pile B, just that's the job, right? Well, you're going to use your arms to move those rocks, but you're not going to really think about the fact that you're using your arms. That's just, that's the part of your body that, that can move stuff like that, right? Well, here... Your job is to vibrate your vocal cords so that certain sounds come out that appease whoever is monitoring these calls. So you don't have to believe in the scripting that you say, and you don't have to attach your own identity to it. You just have to vibrate your vocal cords in such a way that the sound that they want to generate happens, and we're all good. And uh, some people appreciated that, and some people were like, that's incredibly depressing and dark. And I'm like, (laughs) I mean, you know... Hey, like (laughs) it is what it is. I mean, you got to say the shit. So (laughs) I, yeah, we definitely took different approaches there, but you, (laughs) you saw how much I got in trouble at work. So my approach was typically, so, I mean, I had that complaint a number of times too. And and really what I would tell people is, look, I'm not here to tell you what to do. Like I can give you advice on what I think you should do. And I can give you advice on what I do, 
but realistically your job is to make the person on the other side of that phone happy and make sure that their shit's fixed. If you fix their shit and you make them happy and we get a good survey out of that, like, do you really think somebody's going to bust your balls over that script? However, if you don't make them happy and you don't get a good survey, you're going to get your balls busted over that script. So you got to make sure you excel at one. One's a lot easier than the other. So either pick to do the script that's really easy yep. or pick to be a badass at your job. It's your choice. I don't right. I don't care. You know what I mean? I'm not here to boss you around. Right. And so that went over well sometimes and then some people really hated it. So Yeah, yeah. Dude, the worst I ever had was that there was this guy who he had been a radiation technologist for like ten or twenty years, like forever. He had worked doing that. Well, he had actually developed. I, I, I get. I don't know if mild is the right word, but uh, he had developed a cancer that he was living with, um, right? So it wasn't. It wasn't inhibiting his ability to to do stuff, and I mean, he he wasn't in like chemotherapy or anything like that, so he wasn't really, really sick or anything from it. But, um, but anyway, he was working at Teletech, which I was just blown away by because I mean, he had like a real job, you know what I mean? Like no offense to anyone that works Teletech. (laughs) I came from there. So, Hey, you know, um, but I don't know. He just, he did something that seemed like it would be more meaningful than a call center job, you know, which again, decade in the call center. So I'm not, I'm not shitting on anybody, but, um, well, one day he came into work and the, the teams had moved where their chairs were. And so he sat down in another team's area, which wasn't like the end of the world, but he just wasn't where he was supposed to be. And so I went over to him. I was like, Hey, your team actually moved. You guys are over wherever now. Um, So just whenever you have time, you know, just move your stuff just so you're around everyone else. So when you need help, you're seen and, you know, people are paying attention to where you're at. And he was like, and he was like, this is so ridiculous that anyone would care where I sit in this place. And me and this guy joked along. We get along. So this is going to sound like I was being mean to him, but he, I was kidding and he knew it. <laughs> At least I have to tell myself that. <laughs> so I said, I said, you know what? You're totally right, man. I'll tell you what. Instead of picking your stuff up and moving it over there, you should just pick up your stuff and just, just head out. You know what I mean? Again, totally kidding, tongue in cheek or whatever. He actually did it. He actually stood up, went to the, uh, I don't want to say his name, went to the, the manager's office and, and yeah, he quit within, I mean, within 30 minutes he was done. <laughs> and I was like, you do know I was totally, I didn't really want you to quit. And he was like, no, honestly, I just thought about it. And I realized that like, while I'm not really sick right now, like I have cancer and why am I, why am I spending my time somewhere that I'm miserable? You know what I mean? And why am I spending my time somewhere where, I have to care about what seat I sit in and it's some really elementary school feeling shit. And so I, I decided, you know what? You're right. I am just going to (laughs) go. I definitely had to go into the office and talk to them about what I told him. And I was like, no, 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 no. I didn't make him quit. I promise. (laughs) That sucks. But yeah, you know, so to your point about you got in trouble sometimes like yeah me too like i (laughs) yeah you gotta have you gotta have a sense of humor at those places man like it's a humorless environment it's a humorless environment where people i never felt as much like a number as i did when i worked in call centers as opposed to a person you know yeah and i mean like we did the the reporting for like the u.s mexico Philippines, Canada, like the whole world, you know, India. Mm -hmm. And I think at that point in time, 
for most of that time, I was getting paid 1350 an hour. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's like, well, <laughs> right. But uh, either you're underpaying me or the reporting actually doesn't matter as much as we think it does. Cause yeah. one of these things isn't adding up. <laughs> yeah. We totally, uh, and I'm sure everyone in the building noticed that at some point, but, uh, whenever we were like negotiating like raises and stuff like that for, for all the stuff we were doing and going to corporate, like we 100% negotiated to not have to dress up anymore. We, (laughs) we just got it so that like we wore dress down clothes 24 seven, unless they told us someone was going to be in town and then, then we had to put on dress up clothes. You know what I mean? But uh, it was, you know, it was just part of negotiation. And then like the ping pong room, we were in there so much. Often. Yeah. Yeah. And it was just part of it. You know what I mean? I was just like, Hey y'all, you know, you're not paying us shit. Uh, you know, we got a raise. Um, but in that raise, this, this was still part of it was you're not paying us shit still. Uh, and, uh, so we're going to need some other sorts of benefits. And so we got, right. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's, um, as easy as it is to, uh, to look negatively at that time or to, to hate on that, that workspace or whatever, like, on it, you know, I didn't go to college. Um, and honestly, that's kind of what it was for me. I mean, uh, the, the day job I have now is in technology and I, there is zero chance I would have that opportunity if I wouldn't have worked at Teletech. You know what I mean? So yeah, people talk shit on it all the time, but like there were a lot of really good people there and there were a lot of good opportunities yeah. there. You know I mean? Uh, now granted, uh, there were a lot of people who had to sit in a chair and do some really shitty calls and like, Mm-hmm. It wasn't an amazing scenario for everyone, but, um, no. you know, there were a lot of really good opportunities that, that you could create for yourself there. If you, if you busted ass and, and got your stuff done. So, uh, a lot of people talk shit on it, but, uh, you know, I, I feel the same way. Like the job that I'm in now, I, I did go to college for two years. I did not get my, my two year degree. Uh, mm. turns out having a kid and working two jobs is harder than expected. So college fell off. Um, right. But, uh, yeah, it's, uh, you know, I, I thought it was a really, really good stepping stone for me. And, like, I'm also in IT still, and I get paid considerably more than thirteen fifty an hour now. Right. And it wouldn't be that way without, like, you know, those stepping stones, in my opinion. Well, and, and the reason I bring that up isn't obviously to, to highlight our current success or something in, in that way as much as it's to – not that that's what you're doing either, but but the reason I bring all that up is to say, like, I know there are other people out there who find themselves in situations that are, they would describe less than ideal. Right. And it's like, it, it turns out though, that if you apply yourself, you can still take something out of those situations and flip it into something better for yourself down the line a little bit. Yeah. Like, you know, you can learn something from any, from everyone and every scenario. And if, if you are not learning something from that, from someone or from a scenario, that's that's on no one but you. Um, right. That's that's you know uh, you can learn something from people you you absolutely hate or most terrible people you ever met in your life. You can learn something from them. It may not be something you want to replicate, but you can learn something from them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It could be. I'm. I know that that's not how I want to be perceived in a situation. So, whatever got them to there, I know I need to try and figure out how to not end up in that place myself because I don't want to be the guy that's the asshole or whatever you know that may be
now I, I did tell you this ahead of time. Now I have no idea if you prepared it all. So, and that's totally fine if not. Um, but when we were talking about you coming on the pod, you said that in listening to some of my other episodes, you were very complimentary. Um, however, you said that I had taken some positions that you didn't necessarily agree with, uh, or you thought maybe I was too rigid in my definition of, of how something worked. Um, which I found to be, uh, honestly flattering that you listened uh, enough to actually carry that position. So that, that's very generous of you. Um, but also interesting because that's actually something I've really strived to do on the show is not is not take crazy rigid positions and to understand that everything has nuance and everything has balance. You know what I mean? But uh, obviously, I'm still just a person, right? So, so I'm I'm interested if you have an example, and I don't mean it as a fight, but I just really mean like I'm really interested because everyone that listens, I don't have a big audience. Most people that listen are just really nice to me about it. And they're like, "Oh yeah, dude, great episode or whatever," and it's like. If someone's got a bone to pick, like, please, like, let's, let's have it. You know, I'm very interested. Uh, yeah. So, uh, we're going to be honest with each other for just a minute here. Uh, okay. this is, this is like your, your baby, right? Like this is something that you do, you thoroughly enjoy and coming on here for, for me as a person who, who likes to help people and please people terrifying as fuck. Right. <laughs> like, has it been the whole time? Oh yeah. For real. Like, like the whole 50 minutes we've been talking now, you've felt oh, nervous. No, no, no. Totally forgot about it once we started talking. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. That's my goal. So, okay. But the buildup to it, like, you know what I mean? Like super <laughs> terrified and no uh, idea what I was going to talk about and shit. So like before this episode, like I had listened to uh, the, the most previous one earlier today. Um, but before this episode, my brain was not thinking about like, hey, what were the previous episodes and what's going on? It was like. What the fuck's he gonna ask me? What the hell's going on? <laughs> like, how can I make sure I don't piss off his user base? And like, how, like, you know what I mean? So, no, uh, I do remember there were a couple scenarios where like, it just seemed like you were taking a more black and white approach to it uh, sure. than I than I liked. Uh, in general, I do agree, agree with you. You do a good job of uh, posing. Um, uh, both sides, you, you did a really good job with it uh, as far as politics go too. Like you don't bring up politics very much, but in the few mm -hmm. times that you have brought it up, you've done a much better job than I would be able to of keeping it um, non-polarized. You know what I mean? Like yeah, I cannot stand one person in politics right now. Uh, and I'm certain- What color is their hair? <laughs> you don't have to say a name. Just say, give me a hair color. <laughs> If it's blonde or brown, no one's going to know what you mean. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's not blonde or brown. Okay, then we get it. That's fair. You don't have to – because I'm not trying to get you to go – I know that you don't like to be divisive, so I'm not trying to make you be polarizing right now. Yeah. Uh, I Yeah, I just uh, – I have I have a lot of issues with one, one individual, not because of policies or politics. I, I think that in general our policies and politics uh, need a lot of work, um, no matter which side of the fence you're on. Uh, but one in, one individual is just a lot more, uh, in my opinion, hateful and and cruel to people than than I, I yeah. personally can stand. And that being said, uh, I couldn't finish watching the Democratic debates for the exact same reason. Right. Um, <laughs> right. It, it was much less debates and more a show of Jerry Springer, in my in my opinion. Um, yeah. And so yeah. you know, so so I. I just like you, I, I put it on both sides, but, um, the, the, honestly, like the, the most annoying thing to me about your show so far 
is when you and Brett get together and talk, because I listen while I work. (laughs) Right. And when I'm working, uh, I just, I have it over here on, uh, I think I play it on Google and on Google, you can just increase the speed. Right. And you have a very like monotone, like very methodical way of speaking. Like you're a radio host or something like that. Right. (laughs) And people are going to say the same damn thing about this episode because I talk really fast. Like Brett does. (laughs) <laughs> and so what happens is I put you on two speed, right? So when like Crabtree's on here and you're talking to him or you, you know what I mean? You guys are all just super chill. And like at two speed, you guys are talking like normal Brandon. You know what I mean? And I'm, just, <laughs> I'm chill. We're good. If I put it on two speed and Brett's happy ass is on here, it's like, I can understand you. And then he's like, I'm like, Whoa, fuck, fuck, go back. What did he say? Like, I got to go back. <laughs> listen to him at like one and a half or even one, you know what I mean? And then when you're on, I'm like switch and I can't do that while I'm working. And so like, that's, that's the, right. that's the, the only thing that like kills me. I'm like, Fuck. so the biggest problem you have is the, is the difference in cadence between yeah, my yeah. guest and myself. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so like one of y'all need to slow down or, or the other needs to speed up. Cause like I, I listen at, at, you know, a faster speed and oof. that's funny. But no, it is interesting. Um, uh, I would say as far as like uh, self-help type stuff, uh, I, I do like to listen to what you and Brett, and then there was uh, probably Misha. Yeah, Misha. And then uh, the the lady as well. There was. Uh, I've had a couple coaches. I had Stacy Johnson, uh, and then I had a lady named Ashley Thomas, who's out of New York. Yeah. I, I mean, I like listening to those. I don't know that I agree with them in general. Um, mm. uh but uh, I do like listening to them and getting a different perspective on that. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, and one of the things that you say uh, somewhat randomly is like the, uh, the, the reason that people don't like themselves. Um, We disagree pretty vastly on that. Like uh, I think, I think you say uh, you know, it's, it's because they're not uh, giving themselves enough to think about or giving themselves enough puzzles or or problems to solve. I think maybe. Mm. And uh, I, I, I put more of uh, people's uh, self-doubt and uh, issues with themselves on society. Um, I feel like, um, you know, especially women, but men as well, um, the, the role that we expect you to play puts so much pressure on you and puts so much on you that, um, you know, as a, as a girl, for example, like, uh, you know, you need to be X height, you need to be X amount of weight, you need to have this size tits, you need to have, you know what I mean? Like all of these things. And then for, you know, when a guy asks you to have sex, you need to say yes, or, or you're prude. Or if you do say yes, then you're a slut. And, and just like the, the amazing amount of pressure that we put on them is just nuts to me. And then for a guy, you know what I mean? You need to, you need to have muscles. You need to be tough. You can't cry. You got to have X, Y, and Z. And, and there's just too many people that, that like really take that shit to heart. You know what I mean? And like, and, and I, I mean, me personally, I've struggled with it too. Cause like, I mean, I, I'm not, you know I mean? Like, Oh, big buff guy. You know what I mean? And, and like those roles that you're supposed to, to fit in, I think are very detrimental to, to people in general, because, um, everyone is different. Everyone does different things. Some of us are better at emotions. Some of us are better at being strong. Um, and, and I mean, strong as in a physical sense, not as in emotions are not strong that, that came off wrong. Right. No, I know what you mean, but that was good clarifying, but yeah, yeah, I got you. Um, and, and so rather than 
painting everyone into the same buckets, I think it's better to take people for what they're, they're better at. You know what I mean? Like you're better at things than I am. There's just no, no way around that you are. And, and instead what we do as a, as a society and whole is, is we, we get angry about, or we get frustrated with the things we're not good at. And, and then we go, Oh, they're better at this or this, you know what I mean? And then, and then that's when we get into that nastiness and to that, to that, you know, well, they're better than me at lifting weights. So now I've got to find a reason to make that not cool. So they're just a meathead because they lift weights. So they're just this, that, or that, or the other, because they lift weights. Now I feel better about myself because I'm not as good at them at lifting weights. Nah, dude, do what you're good at. Do what makes you enjoy life. Do what you have fun with and, mm-hmm. and don't worry about it. You, you know what I mean? I have lots of friends that are, um, you know, really good at lifting weights and being very strong and very macho and good for them, man. Have at it. I have friends that are terrible at it. I am good for them. Have at it, do your thing. So that's, that's one of the big things that, that I think, um, and, and even when I say disagree, we've just expressed different opinions on it. You know what I mean? I would say that, Oh yeah. I would say that, you know, if we sat down and talked about that subject for <clears throat> 30 minutes or something like that, like we probably would agree on a lot of things. And that's kind of a, a thing that society does really bad in my opinion as well is like, you say one thing, I say a different thing. Now we disagree, so we, we have to not like each other. No, no, no. We've just had different experiences. We have different opinions about that. Let's talk to each other and figure out why we have different opinions or why we had different experiences and see, right. you know what I mean, if that um, if we can come to some sort of a middle ground or if we can come to some sort of a scenario where even if we don't agree with each other, we understand each other. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I, I, I definitely agree with that. Um, and I would actually say that I, I agree. Uh, I agree with the sentiment you just shared. Um, I think that I think that I probably am um, bad at recognizing the the significance of, of the idea you just described, like the societal pressures, because I very much am like you in that, like, the American idea of like macho-ness or machismo or whatever, like I think it is the corniest shit ever. <laughs> and I, and I subscribe to none of it. Like I'm six, five, I'm a big dude. So people associate me just because of my physical size with like, with being like a, a big dude, like a masculine dude or whatever. But like, I don't know how to fix a car. Like I, I probably legit would call roadside assistance for a flat tire. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. And that's not even fixing a car. I know that, but that's my point is like, that's the limit. Yeah. I don't know anything about that. Like I don't, I don't cook meat all the time. And if I do, I don't, I don't, I don't gain a lot of significance from it. I just want to eat and it was good. You know what I mean? I'm not mad at people who like to smoke meat and talk about it for a long time or whatever barbecue or whatever they do. But like, yeah, all these ideas of American masculinity that you have to be that violence is a good thing or that, you know, being like, I don't buy into any of that shit. And I think it is the <laughs> the corniest stuff when people do try and, uh, you know, I don't know, leverage that against me. So um, because I don't view the, it, it's, it's the conversation we had much earlier when I was like, wouldn't it be better if we could teach people that the, the people who are deriving their significance from a Fortnite skin are the ones with the problem, not the people that don't have the skin, you know, like, it's and because I think that way, I just think that other people do too. But you're right that they don't, <laughs> and and not because I don't mean because I'm stronger or better either. I don't mean that. Just simply, 
for whatever reason, I was able to kind of land on like, again, kind of where I think you've landed, where it's like, I don't really give a fuck what you think, man. You know, like if you want to be cool, I want to be cool. And if you don't, I didn't know you before, so I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I think that's a really, you know, um, it's a really hard thing for, for a lot of people to do. And even myself, you know, sometimes it's, it's very hard for me to, to accept that people don't like me, you know? Right. Um, it's, it's like, why, what did I do to you? You know what I mean? Or what have I, what have I done to piss you off? But go, right. go on a float trip with me in my speedo. Watch, <laughs> watch how many of the, the, uh, Missourians just love me. Uh, you know what I mean? And, and sometimes it is really difficult for me to, to cope with that. You know what I mean? To go like, Hey, look, I'm just out here doing me. Like I'm not wearing the speedo to, assault your eyes this is no different than the lady in the boat with you that has a bikini on like sure like i'm not out here to do that but you know when you're out there like i've i've been floating down the river people pissed off as could be right some of them are like waving at me saying hi some of them are yelling like screaming like they're like ah you faggot and i'm like time out hold on number one not an insult uh number two (laughs) like where the hell did that come from? Like, you know what I mean? And, right. and like I had uh one time I was floating down the river and, and granted I instigated this one a little bit. <laughs> no way. Yeah. Right. I was floating down. Uh, you know, I had a, I had a American flag speedo on and I floated past like this raft and I'm always on my, my paddleboard. So I'm standing up like balls to the wind, right? Like we got this. <laughs> uh, and I float past this raft and like, uh, one of the girls in the raft is like, Hey, you know, and wave. I was like, Hey, have a good day, you know? And then the dude gets all pissed off and you can hear him in the boat, like cussing and all this. And I'm like, Hey, let's, I mean, let's, let's be nice. There's no need to be mean. So on a paddleboard, I have the ability to go wherever the fuck I want to go. Right. So I just turned around, went back up the river and came right back down past him again. You know what I mean? Just wanted to make sure that, that we, we let him get all of his anger out. And sure. Uh, yeah, dude flew. I floated past him. He, he yelled out, fucking faggot. Uh, I turned around to be like, what the hell? And there was a beer can right here, full beer. Whoa, whoa. Like if he hadn't yelled, right, I wouldn't have turned around. And it would have cold, I mean, like probably would have knocked my ass out. Yeah, a full can of beer is actually, I mean, I saw in high school a girl, <laughs> these two girls got in a fight and one literally went and bought a soda and it came out and she grabbed it and then smashed the other girl in the face with it. It was just like, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> That's one of the most vicious things I've ever seen. It's like premeditated too. Dude, it's no joke. Yeah. Yeah. Who, think, who has the wherewithal to be like, I'm about to be in a fight. Let me purchase a weapon from this vending yeah. machine real quick. Holy hey, shit. I saw it firsthand. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I turned around. I luckily saw it in it with enough time to get my hand up there and like knock it down. And then I was like, yeah, I'm just going to go float down the river. I don't need to be handling that. Right. But you know, it's just, it's stuff like that. They're like, uh, you're like, man, why are they so angry? And, you know, even to, uh, to what you said earlier, you know, let's, uh, the, the one that's more worried about the skin, they're the issue. I, I agree with that. But, you know, in, in our, uh, general society, the, the, the concept is they're the issue, piss off, not dealing with them. I, I would go further and say, Hey, look, they're the issue. Why? What, what is going on with this? What's, what's the issue that we keep having so much anger and so much frustration in this world? And how do we fix it? You know what I mean? Like 
we just had that shooting like what two days ago yesterday here, yeah here in springfield yeah, yeah like why why is there so much anger why do we have so many people that feel like that is the way out that is the that's their last opportunity you know what i mean right like we we have to do better as a society of figuring out what we're doing to people you know what i mean like you know, all of this talk about, you know, the economy's good and we're doing so much better now and stuff like that. We're not, man. Like suicide rates are, are crazy. Like the, yeah. the number of people losing jobs or not making enough money to make ends meet are just nuts. And we have to yeah. do a better job of like taking care of each other. And like, you know, not, none of us are going to win this game. It's not going to happen. No, no one's going to win this game. So instead of trying to, to hoard it all and to be the winner, like we got to find ways to, to help each other out and to be better to each other. Right. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. And, and actually, you know, so to, to take it back to kind of the political conversation that, that you brought up earlier. Um, so I, I used to be someone who was just a hundred percent left or liberal or whatever word you want to use. I mean, I'm not a registered member of any political party, but, but that was where I was at. And, um, yeah, I mean, I, I have made no secret that I'm not a fan of our current president. So I will just come out and say that. Um, and I have listeners to this show who, who, who either are, or even if they're not a fan of him personally, they felt like he was a, a better option than, than Hillary, who he was running against. Right. Yeah. And and whenever the 2016 election was going down, I mean, I was I was unfollowing people on Facebook. I wouldn't unfriend them necessarily, but I was unfollowing because I don't want to see it from from the other side, basically. And I would very much had this isolationist idea where it's like, well, if you want to believe that, you go over there. Well, then it turns out that a lot of people that I know and love and care about and respect and know to be good, earnest people voted differently than I did, and. I couldn't shun them. They're too close to me. You know what I mean? Like I, I couldn't rationalize that. Yeah. So I realized that it was actually that even though I have a problem with some of those ideologies that I think are represented by the current president, for example, I, I can't, I can't just treat that like, well, anyone who's on that side, get out. Because the truth is, is that they do, where do they go? They just go talk to each other now. And now all we've done is create these echo chambers where people who are into politics only listen to whatever side they're affiliated with. You know what I mean? Like there is no discussion. Um, and so I've really tried to bring up, I've really tried to emphasize to people the problems of sensationalism and the problems of like, of making everything this huge deal and making everything personal and making every, and it's like, it's not all that and it doesn't all have to be viewed that way. And if we can get away from the sensational bullshit and actually have real conversations, then we can get somewhere. Like, I don't think it seems like there's an ocean between like where we are now and people getting along better, but I don't actually think it's that far. I think it's just, it's just, it sounds corny, but it's like, it's just little steps. It's just little conversations between people. It's just, taking down those isolating walls. Uh, that's why I shared about, you know, we were joking before we started recording that, that I say that my show is a derivative of Joe Rogan. Cause I did a whole episode about that Daryl Davis guy who was just a guest on Joe Rogan, but that's a perfect example. That's a, an African-American guy 
who at 10 years old had rocks thrown at him for being a black kid in the Cub Scouts. And he is personally meeting and talking to KKK members and befriending them. He loaned one of them a van for the KKK rally in the town because it was nonviolent. And he was like, they needed help. And I know what it's like to want to go put a message out. So instead of shunning their message, it's like, yeah, let's have the message come out. And then we can all agree together that it's not a good message. You know what I mean? But not because you're a monster, but just because that idea is not good and you are not your ideas. You know, you're still a person. Right. And I think one of the things that he, that he does, um, and, and I liked your episode on that, by the way. Um, but one of the things that he does that, that I think a lot of people miss is he doesn't agree with the KKK, right? He, he very much right. doesn't agree with them. But, right. but instead of going, hey, you're a fucking idiot, you, you yep. think the wrong thing, he, he tries to understand why they think that way. He tries to get to the bottom of what made them go this route. You know what I mean? And uh, I don't remember if it was on the Joe Rogan episode. I've seen him a couple times. But mm-hmm. – um, on, on one of the things like, uh, man, I wish I remember where it was, but basically he was talking about like these people lost their jobs and they lost their jobs when they lost their jobs. The corporations didn't blame it on corporate greed and, you know, them wanting to make more money. And that's why they lost their jobs, which is probably the reality of it. What they blamed it on was immigrants coming in and taking their jobs or black people coming in and taking their jobs. And now this, you know, this, white individual has no ability to pay for the food for his family. He has no ability to keep his house. He has no ability to do X, Y, and Z. So now he's living in fear, right? Because all of these things are taken away from him. He has zero idea where to turn. People have told him this narrative. And when, when your brain is in that state of just survival and fear, it's so much, ah, that's not a nice way to say that. Um, your, your brain doesn't work as well in that scenario. Right. And so it's much more, uh, yeah. susceptible to, 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 to ignorance and to those bad things like that. Right. So he, he figured out where it came from. He figured out why it was there and then talked through why it wasn't real, why it wasn't really the way that these people are perceiving, perceiving it to be. And then magically the guy's like, uh, you know what? You're right. Like this, this is a bad idea. Like, like I'm going down the wrong path and you know, how, how do I make amends for this? And it's like, if, if, if the people that we have today on Facebook or Twitter or, you know, whatever it may be, tried to do that same thing, it would start off with, you're a fucking idiot. The other side would turn and go, no, you're a fucking idiot. And then it would be this monster fight over who's dumber and why we can prove you're dumb. And, mm-hmm. and nobody's looking at the root cause and what's making us, you know, do this. Like, uh, Trump is a really good example, right? Like I, for the life of me, cannot fathom how somebody voted for Trump. However, I know a lot of really good people who did. I know a lot of- That's what I'm saying, like, yes. There are people who who I would trust with my kid, who I would yep. like, like I would trust them with anything and, and they voted that way. Now, from my paradigm, I'm like, hey, look, he's had like, I don't know how many sexual assault cases, over 20. Uh, some of those with children, like there are all of these things that make it easy for me to condemn him, right? To go, he's a terrible person. But if you go and you talk to somebody who voted for Trump, all of the things that they can come up with to condemn the other side, to make them not, uh, you know, not a valid candidate, like they have a lot of really good, 
I don't know if that's the right way to say that. They have good reasons as to why they don't like the other side either. And and our um, uh, our politics are are made to divide us, right? Like the the way we vote, the way that all of this plans out, like it's to divide us. And and we fall into that trap over and over and over again, and just hate each other for it. And it's just getting worse and worse and worse the more public that divide is right like i don't know it's nuts to me yeah no i I, and i that's exactly what i was what i was getting at too i mean and not just people who like are are like that are like trustworthy but legitimately some of the people who i'm like that person is just straight up a better person than i am just just whole cloth like people that i know that are in every way kinder than i am smarter than i am like more generous than I am. They are just genuinely really good people and and they voted for Trump. So clearly it is not only assholes, right? Like that's not the the bar. Um and 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 another thing that I think that people don't acknowledge enough, especially people who don't like Trump is that um there's this tendency to want to act like American politics is this pristine thing that he came in and wrecked. And it's like, no, if anything, honestly, he's just kind of taken the veneer off of it. Like he's kind of pulled the curtain back and been like, yeah, yeah, it really works this way. And then people are like, are you kidding me? And he's like, nah, I don't really care if you don't like it or not. That's how it goes. And that's the same thing that's been happening the whole time, except the other, the other people were just willing to lie about it more. <laughs> and to be clear, I'm not advocating that he is the truth speaker either. He lies all, all of the time, but he's also kind of just shameless, you know, which is, he just doesn't really, he just doesn't really care. And it's like, well, and okay. <laughs> he can sell damn near anyone on anything. Like, mm-hmm. um, you know, you talk, uh, what is it, John McCain, right? Like, prisoner mm-hmm. of war. Like, when he ran for president on the Republican ticket, like, he was outstanding. Republicans loved him. You know, the, uh, what was it? At the uh, one of his rallies, somebody was talking shit on Obama, and he took the or two times, I think, he took the mm-hmm. microphone away. He, he was a stand-up guy. He was like, hey, look, he's a good person. We have a different belief. That's it. That, that's all this. Yeah. Like, stand-up guy. Right. Right. Dying of cancer. Donald Trump is still able to take a microphone, go, hey, look, he's a shitty person. You should hate him. Boom. We hate him. Right. His ability to pull that off is uncanny. It's crazy. Like it's unreal. You know what I mean? And uh, but that's that's off topic. Like, uh, yeah, he yeah, he's he does a really good job at some things. It's just and again, like realistically his policies i don't agree with a lot of them but i agree with some of them it's Mm -hmm. it's him as a person the way that he treats people the way that he uh interacts with people the way you know the things that he's done those are just things that i can't support you know what i mean like sure but but it's not to say that like the people who do support him are trash or the people that uh you know you know are voting for him this next time are trash. Uh, what, who was it? It was uh, Andrew Yang when he was when he was still in the race. People were like, "Well, you're going to put Trump in jail whenever like you get elected and all this." And he was like, "No, 
they're like, you're not going to, you're not going to continue trying to put him in jail. You're not going to go after prosecution and stuff. And he's like, no. Like, right. Wait, why? He's like, look, people voted for Trump because they needed to, because that was the choice that they had, because they thought that he was going to bring jobs back because they thought that he was going to do something for them. That means that the other side, they weren't doing that. They weren't saying they were going to do that. You know, there's a large portion of this country. I think it's like, what, like 40 or 50% of people are under the adjusted poverty line in this country. And the wealthiest country. (laughs) Right. Uh, And what are we doing for them? You know what I mean? We're not doing shit. It doesn't matter if you're Democrat or Republican, we're not doing shit. And you know, if, if that's the way we're going to leave half of our country, how can we not expect them to go, look, I need an answer. I need someone who's going to rattle the cages or drain the swamp or, you know what I mean? Right. And, and just for all of your listeners out there, I am in no shape or way saying vote for Trump. Dear God, do not. But uh, (laughs) I'm just saying it's better to get that understanding of why something is happening you know, whether it's voting for Trump or there's anger or, or whatever it may be, that understanding is, is, is key. And, and as a society, we just don't care about it. We don't care why something's happening. We don't care about the underlying, you know, um, reason for why someone shot a school up or, or whatever it was. We, we instantly are either pissed off at the government because they're not banning guns or pissed off at people who have guns. It's like, wait, time out. Why did it happen? What, right. what is causing this to happen at a more frequent pace? Like, right. let's figure this shit out. You know, in IT, we do this all the time. If something goes wrong, we go, huh, something went wrong. Why? You know what I mean? Right. We don't, we don't go, it went wrong. Fuck you, Walker. Don't let it happen again. We go, <laughs> it went wrong. Why? There is a reason this went wrong. And we need to do like a root cause analysis or we need to figure out why this went wrong and figure out how to not make it happen again. And right. And maybe it's just because we're, we're an IT or, you know, I don't know what it is, but like, we've got to preach that, like figure out why things are happening. No, I mean, I think it's because it's the harder work. Um, and I, I, I don't mean that everyone is, is lazy or something. I don't mean to imply that, but it's just when you can put things into buckets and when you can separate things into black and white or left and right or red and blue or whatever, you don't have to think about it because you, you pick a subject and you go, Oh, well that's a red subject. And I'm, I'm on the blue team or, Oh, that's a blue subject. And I'm on the red team. And now you don't even have to think about it anymore. And, and to some extent, like I don't expect that everyone considers with all of their time, every problem in the world. I mean, it's not possible. Right. So I get for one's own sanity to some extent, you have to be able to kind of parse out what things mean to you quickly. Um, but if it's something that you're going to be really mad about and that you're going to like really advocate a position for, then yeah, I think it, I think it's absolutely irresponsible to not do what you're talking about, where actually look at what's going on. Because the, again, like, like I said earlier too, the, the truth is, is that everything has nuance to it. Like people want the world to be black and white, good and evil. And it's just all a grayscale. Like there is, there isn't that, you know what I mean? Like, now, there are some things that are just inherently evil, period. Um, there are some things that are just inherently good, period. So that comes with balance, too. If everything's balanced, then that means some things are going to be on the extreme end. So I say that just because I'm not trying to, to pick some fight with someone about, like, 
you know, the most horrendous thing that another person's ever done. And it's like, oh, really? What's the good in that? Like, well, there isn't any. I get that. However, largely, there is nuance and everything, but it takes effort, and energy, and, t- and really time um, to consider those things. And I think it's just, it's not the world we we live in. I don't know if it's because of the commercials we grew up on or, <laughs> or our short attention spans or what, but yeah, something got lost along the way. this is probably an unpopular stance, but society in general is shit. Uh, following the rules of society, following the, the concepts of society in general, they're shit. They're not made for people. They're not made for uh, helping or being good or, or any of those things. Right. I mean, like if you look back through uh, any, any amount of time, right. Society has been, and, and will continue to be perfectly cool with fucking people over. You know what I mean? Slaves, society is totally cool with it. We're good. In general, slaves are cool. Let's have it. Let's rock it. You know what I mean? It's not me, so we're good. Uh, treating women like shit, not giving them the same rights, you know. Uh, gay people, like being against gays or, you know, what is it now? The um, uh, There's only two genders and, uh, you know, all sorts of uproar about that. It's like, well, I mean, scientifically, that's that's incorrect. and And like... Even if for pretend there were only two genders, like, why do we care? Why do we have to be mad? But society right. has to have us mad at someone. As soon as we get rid of the last scapegoat, we have to pick up the next one. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and it's always something like dumb. I can't think of one thing that I go, oh, you know what? I'm glad society does that for us. I'm glad society has that rule so that we can be good people. You know what I mean? It's like the uh, the argument for like atheist versus uh, like Christianity or something like that, uh, and and you know you ask the atheist, well how how do you know not to kill people? Well, because it's bad. What do you mean? How do I know not to kill people? Do you do I need a book to tell me that killing someone is bad? No, that's not mm. that's not real. Like, right? You know what I mean? And society is the same way. It's like. People think that we have to rely on like these uh, moralities that society holds us to. And, and they're just, they're not real. In general, those moralities, a lot of times are not good for you as a person or for society as a whole. Am I right? Yeah, no, I mean, I think that there's a, I think there is a lot of validity to that statement. Um, I think that, I don't know. I think that, that, that people get pulled in. The problem is, is that at least in, in the United States, and I don't know, I don't, I'm not a well-traveled person, so I don't know about the rest, but at least here, like, it's just, it's crazy as we go through time and more and more information becomes available. Um, how much we learn things that have been like really, really heavily sold. And, and when I say sold, I mean like advocated for that were actually just for money. 
like like the food pyramid when we were kids was like a huge deal, right? And it's like, oh, the the bottom, the thing you want to eat the most of is bread. <laughs> and it's like you fast forward twenty years, and it's like that's not true, actually. Like that's not the foundation of a healthy diet. Like not that you can't have any carbohydrate or any bread, but like that's not the thing that you want to load up on the most of, you know? Yeah. But it was it was presented as like, oh, well, the Food and Drug Administration, the people who are here to look out for us, this is what they've advocated. And then it turns out that that it's just actually the people who sell bread, you know, like, or like the wedding ring thing, where we treat it like this grand tradition of go buy the ring. And (laughs) you show show me right now, you don't have one. But, But yeah, you go buy the ring and get on the knee and go into debt. And it's like, that's actually a tradition that was just started by the diamond companies in like the 20s or you know what i mean like if marriage used to be a property trade so not that i don't think that there is good marriage or that there are uh wonderful marriages or experiences that people have in that there is but this idea that it's this like sanctimonious like only you know really delicate thing that we've always held at this high esteem is like that's bullshit dog people traded donkeys for a marriage you know what i mean like so let's at me with this like it's the foundation of the nuclear family like no it's not <laughs> and beyond that like you know if you go back any time any 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 like time scale right. the people weren't like oh i'm a husband you're a wife we're gonna have two kids we're gonna take care of those two kids and we're not gonna talk to anyone else for the rest of our lives that's not how it worked like that's not how it's worked for any amount of time you know what i mean and realistically like and they're still in my opinion fucked over in general women throughout history like as a man i've been able to fuck whoever i want right like i can be married go out sleep around like that's been cool for i don't know how long now here recently it's called cheating and it's a bad thing but even like in the bible and stuff like that like concubines are totally cool like you're good to go but here very recently like our and i think it's back to society's concept but like you have as, as a married couple or as people who are dating, you have a very specific set of rules and you need to follow those rules and your happiness can only be attained by finding a partner and following these very strict societal rules. Fuck that. Like you, right. you do your relationships, whether it's with your friend, whether it's with your wife, whether it's with whoever it may be, make the rules for your relationship, make the rules that make sense for your relationship and for your scenario. I've been with Lindsay for, Oh my God, this is, see, this is the part where you're going to air this. I'm going to say the wrong fucking number. Someone somewhere is going to listen to it and tell Lindsay and she's going to be like, oh dude, you're. Land high, land high. Say 30, (laughs) go high. You've been together at least 30 or 40 years. It's been magical the whole time. I think, I think we're coming up in like a month or two. It'll be 19 years we've been together and we've been married. It'll be 15 years. So like, I don't wear a wedding room wing. Can't talk. She doesn't wear one. She does every once in a while, just like, cause she thinks it's pretty or whatever, but I'm not worried about her going out and doing anything outside of our rules. You know what I mean? We've got our rules. We're good with those. She's not worried about me going out and doing anything outside of our rules because we've got our rules. We're good with those. She doesn't need a fucking ring on her finger to tell guys that they can't talk to her. I don't need a ring on my finger to tell girls that I'm taken and you can't like, that's just, it's such an right. ignorant construct in my opinion that like, that's another one of those things that society, and then you got people who are 20 or 30 or like girls, especially they don't have a husband yet. And they don't have like the, 
the fairy tale thing going on. And then they feel like shit about themselves because they haven't found that, that person yet. It's like, no, 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 time out. You have so much time to do whatever the hell you want to do. Love you. Be cool with what you're doing. And if you need someone else, like they're going to come along, you're going to be good, dude. But Mm -hmm. you see people get married at like 20, 25. And I can't talk shit because we got married like after four years of being together, super young. I love her to death. I, I wouldn't trade her for anything in the world, but it was probably a terrible decision to get married that young. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but you get, you, you see people, uh, I've known people who got married super young cause that's the thing they're supposed to do. And then people change over time, right? Like people are constantly growing and evolving and changing. And if you're not, there's probably something wrong there. Um, mm-hmm. And, and people grow apart or they just want different things in life. And now you've got to get a divorce and now it's terrible and you have to hate each other. It's like, no, like quit that shit. Like make your rules for you. Don't, don't pay attention to, you have to be married by this time. You have to have kids by that time. And, and the the stupid question that people are always asking girls, well, when are you going to have kids? What, when are you going to have babies? Bitch, what if they don't want babies? Like, right. They're cool. Right. If you want babies, go have you some damn babies. Leave them alone. <laughs> right. they, don't, they don't need you harping on them. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was it was interesting. Um, when I started um, at the IT company I work at now, a few months after me, there was another girl that, that started in my same department. And she really kind of opened my like I've always been very aware of like like <laughs> certain brands of bigotry like racism or homophobia you know like those were always really obvious but honestly like sexism like i hadn't really um i mean i i I heard about it but i didn't feel like i saw it on a regular basis and 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 this friend of mine i mean she really helped kind of open my eyes to like to how it ends up kind of manifesting itself. And in a lot of times and I, i think this speaks to the point you're talking about how it's almost like a societal structure thing it's not necessarily just an individual but it's it's little subtle things like like when her and i first met she plays starcraft and diablo right Mm -hmm. and so she's brand new she comes to sit with me to you know be trained or whatever and and i was like and we start talking and somehow video games come up and i'm like oh cool what do you play and she's like oh i play diablo i play starcraft i'm like oh that's crazy i play those games that's so cool um and then just I don't know, just had a conversation like, oh, what race do you play or what class do you play or whatever? You know what I mean? Just talk about the video games. And I don't know, it was sometime after that, she was like, you know, it really blew me away that when we had that conversation that you didn't talk about, you that you didn't challenge my credibility. And I was like, what do you mean? And she was like, most of the time, if I was to tell a dude that I don't know at all, that I play Diablo or Starcraft, he's going to respond with some probably unintentionally even, but condescending statement like, oh, we should get together and I can show you how to play sometime. Or, oh, I figured you just played Mario. Or, you know what I mean? Like yeah. some condescending statement that chips away at her credibility as someone who plays video games. But I didn't do that because I'm some white knight virtuous dude. Like, it's not, it's not, I wasn't trying to be extra nice. It just didn't even occur to me to do that. I mean, the fact that she's playing Diablo and StarCraft to me, that's immediately credible. Like, oh, wow, you really, you actually play real video games. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, the fact that you're a girl, does, I, I don't know, why would that matter? But, but so she really kind of helped me understand what that's like. And, and like one time described that, you know, 
like in especially in the IT space, which is still heavily male dominated, like like a dude can be kind of a half ass worker. And like as long as he's passable, like no one will really say too much. It'll be okay. But as a female in that same space, like she has to be a rock star. Like she has to kill it. And if she kills it, everyone will love her and everyone will give her the respect. But if she just wants to half-ass it, she can't ride at that level. Like she will be, you know, people will immediately be like, oh, see, she can't keep up, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, I hadn't thought about that. But man, like, it's true, you know, like yeah. it, she's not wrong. Um, uh, Teletech, did you, you never got an escalation call just because it was a girl on the phone? You know, I don't know. I don't know if I did or not. Um, I totally did. Multiple times. Huh. And it would piss me off to no extent. Like, uh, they'd be like, hey, I've got an escalation. Uh, they don't want to talk to me. And I'm like, what the hell did you do wrong? Like, what's going on with this? And so I'd get on the phone. I'd be like, hey, you know, it's Brandon. Um, ASG here. What's what's up? What's going on? And they're like, uh, yeah, I just I didn't think she could help me with the problem. I'm like, why not? They're like, a girl in IT? And I'm like, whoa, hold on. <laughs> the only reason you don't think she could help is because she's a girl. Well, yeah, I just think that, you know, you'll probably know more about this. I'm like, okay, I'm going to put her back on the phone. And if she can't solve your problem technically, then we'll figure out the next step. But I'm not going to let you escalate just because she's a girl. That's not happening. Like, she is as smart, if not smarter than I am. And, and we're going to move on with you talking to her or this isn't going to happen. Right. And, and I had that multiple times. And it just like, it drives me insane. And I mean, I would say I was a little bit knowledgeable about it at that point in time. Uh, and I hear it in games every once in a while too. Like a girl will hop on discord and you know, you go into run like a mythic plus dungeon and they're like, Oh, a girl's going to run this. Are you sure that's a good idea? And I'm like, the hell's that matter? You know, I don't give a shit. Like, like, Hey, time out guys. Just so we're all clear. This is not the hardest video game. No. So if you're, if you're stacking your nerd credibility because you play World of Warcraft, like you need to get out, guy, because yeah. this is not <laughs> this is not the land of champions. Like, this is it's kind of easy leisure time <laughs> shit. You know what I mean? Like this, yeah. the fact that you think that it's sophisticated or whatever, like that's insane. But like uh, having a daughter, you know what I mean? And you know, I mm. probably should have done better just being married for so long, and like you know what I mean. But like having a daughter really opens your eyes to it because like. Um, you know, just the stuff she'll say about even at school, like, well, the boys are doing this today and, you know, we're not allowed to do that, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, whoa, time the fuck out. They're doing something you can't do? Yeah, yeah. And she'll try to explain it. And I'm like, no, bullshit. Go to school, do whatever the hell you want to do. And if they've got a problem with it after they let the boys do it, you tell me and I'll be up there in a minute. Like, we'll figure this shit out. Or, you mm-hmm. know, even like, and this one's silly, but like, we'll be driving around and, uh, there was a sign that said minute work. And uh, she, she's like, well, why, why does it say that? And I was like, well, cause there's minute work. And she goes, well, one of them's a girl. And I was like, yeah, that's, that's a good point. She goes, so maybe it should say people at work or something that includes all of them. And I was like, fuck, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. I got, yeah. I got nothing. I don't know what to say to that. You know what I mean? But there, right. that's still a really big thing. The, the one that drives to me the most crazy though, uh, is is really sex like uh like i i'm a total like i love sex it's wonderful i i thoroughly enjoy it and and as a guy i'm allowed to right i'm allowed to watch porn i'm allowed to use toys i'm allowed to do whatever the fuck i want to do right and the more i do it the badder i am right like 
I'm a badass because I have sex so often or because I use toys or because I get to do X, Y, and Z. Right. Whereas with a girl, like they're not allowed to talk about sex. They're not allowed to say that they like sex or that they like to have sex often or that they like to use toys or like to watch porn or anything like that, because then automatically they're like a slut or they're, they're now going to be loose and you don't want to hook up with them or, you know what I mean? Like, you know, crazy babies come out of that shit, right? Like you think your little dick is going to do something against that? And nothing. Like a baby comes out. And now we've come home back to the dick. Oh, look at that. Here we oh shit, I forgot. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, no, that's good shit. That's good shit. But I, I just took your talk show that is usually like super intelligent and like you yeah. have all these like super smart people on here and I'm talking about sex on it. So I, I think anything's fair game. No. No, but, dude, this is just brilliant. Go uh, on. Yeah, I just I think it's really shitty. Like, uh, you know, like as a as a girl, do you do it? Like, be safe. You know what I mean? Don't 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 go catching diseases and shit. And that's for girls or guys alike. But right. but like, it really doesn't matter if you sleep with someone or if you sleep with two someone's or if you you know what I mean. Whatever you want to do, do it. Like, we can't mm-hmm. we can't hold guys to one rule and go. Oh no, that guy, he's a player. He likes to get around and like, he's, he's such a badass. He slept with like 20 women and then go like, well, that girl slept with two guys. She's a slut. Like, fuck you, dude. Like, right. <laughs> girl, yeah. She can do whatever the hell she wants to do. And you need to keep your mouth shut. Like you, you need to pay attention to you. And if you have something constructive or nice or such, then by all means, let's, let's talk about it. But if, if the best you can do is go, she's a slut like there's no sense in it there's no there's no point in you talking yeah yeah see and this is the this is where like i try and be all you know like oh let's all bring it together and let's let's be nuanced and let's look at this grayscale and i want to do all that and then i hear or encounter that kind of character and it's like yeah fuck you dog you're a loser (laughs) and that's not okay like i know that's not okay you know what i mean But but that's you know when i when i when i like yeah, when I when I see the, the dudes complaining about something like that, it's like you're probably, and again, this is wrong, but I'm like, yeah, you're probably just mad because you don't, because you don't hook up. She's you know not sleeping mean? with like, you, like that's when it. Yeah, you, and I get that that's it doesn't help because uh, I'm just being confrontational again, but I can't help yeah, it. Like I feel you. Fuck you, man. <laughs> Dude, you see it like uh, on Facebook or something, or like uh, a lot of times it's on Snapchat too. Like my Snapchat's mm. a shit show, and I've got a lot of people on there and shit, but. Like you'll see somebody post something and they'll be calling somebody out because they'll be like, hey, you know, a guy will hit them up and they'll be like, hey, you want to, you know, hang out later? And they're like, I got stuff to do. And, you know, and then they'll be like, I saw you with somebody else and you're such a slut, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, like people do that. That's a real thing. Like, what the hell? And and I am like, I'm 100 percent on the board with you with the with the grayscale. You know what I mean? Like this arm flowers. It says love this arm. Whenever I decide to drop another thousand dollars on tattoos uh (laughs) it's it's gonna say understanding and it's gonna be black and white gray scale right because that that's how the world is you know what i mean it's all scales of gray but i'm in the same boat like when i see i I just get so mad when i see it i know (laughs) because i'm like fuck you quit being mean to people like yes piss off and I know I should be like, hey, look, dude, there's somebody else out there for you. Like, you don't need to be mean to her. You should apologize. Like, and I should approach it from a much nicer, much more even kill scenario. 
but I'm almost always like, hey, fuck you. Like, <laughs> I know. Oh, I think for me, like I was talking about earlier, you know, because I was never really bullied too much as a kid when I was real little a little bit, but but for the most part, I wasn't. And and oftentimes, like, like I've had people uh, be tough with me, like, like I've had a manager at work before on a conference call say some crazy shit. I mean, they didn't threaten me with violence or something, but they're they're real tough with me. But then we meet, and this dude's 5'9", right? Mm-hmm. And his face is in my chest if we stand, you know, face-to-face, quote-unquote. There is no face-to-face because I can't see you. <laughs> and now all of a sudden, they have a totally different demeanor about him. And it's like, there's just a part of me that's like, fuck you, man. Like, it, I thought you were a bully. I thought you were hard. Yeah. Like, I thought you... And I'm not. I'm not tough. I don't... I've never been in a fight as an adult. Please, no one listening, come and assault me because I'm not going to handle it well. Like, I'm not a violent dude. So I'm also not a badass. But don't come to me like you are. You know what I mean? Like, you were only tough on the phone. Or, unfortunately, is, is, you know, kind of surrounding our whole conversation that we haven't actually said, I think, but is people that want to be tough on the keyboard. You yeah. know what I mean? Keyboard warriors where they'll say something, but there's no repercussion. But, like, if you say something mean to another person it feels bad oh. like because you watch them feel bad and it's like ah uh, i mean it's like you punched them but you didn't you just said something mean and it's like i don't want to make someone feel that way and i don't want to feel how it makes me feel to see them feel that way you know what i yeah. mean on the internet you don't have the, you don't have that accountability because you don't see it Man. you know you send it and you're out i'll send a message sometimes and i'm such a ninny when it comes to this like i'll send a message <laughs> and i'll read the message again and i'll go Oh fuck, that could come off the wrong way. And then I I'll apologize like seven times before they've even read the first message, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. and I'm like, hey look, I, I don't mean it like that. I was just playing, like I'm not trying to be mean, like <laughs> and I feel so terrible about myself because you know, I'm like, that's a fucking weird shirt, or that's it, you know what I mean? You know, and I'm like, Yeah. Why? But I just feel terrible about it. I'm like, look, I don't need anybody feeling bad about themselves. I don't need anybody like don't feel bad because of me, right? Facebook, uh, you gotta light up. I'm the follower. Here we go. <laughs> I follow you as well. Um, uh, you gotta light up the old Snapchat. That's that's where the crazy is. Yeah, <laughs> my naked ass is on there like probably at least once a day. Uh, yeah, and uh, it makes it to Facebook every <laughs> once in a while. But uh, dude, it's crazy. I'm in a speedo all the time. I'm always doing some stupid shit. Uh, it's a blast. <laughs> That's fun. Though. See, that's why I can't be like, you know, you were talking earlier about like some sort of leader for this good stuff. Like I had to make a completely separate page when I was doing the signs and all of that type of stuff. You know, people for uh, people for happiness was the page I had to make because I, I would post like, hey, you should be good to people. You should be happy. Like like we we should be good together. And then I would post something about me being like half naked or liking sex or, or something like that. And that would immediately turn me into a monster like people would be like what the fuck like 
you can't be a good person and like sex. You can't be a good person and, you know, do pole dancing or, um, you know, like wear a speedo and all of this type of stuff. So I literally made another page in Facebook just to obscure like all of the crazy shit that I do, because if people saw that I was naked or like, and, and by the way, when I say I'm naked, I always cover up. I don't actually post like fully naked pictures or anything like that. Right. But you know, if people saw those types of things or like the costume was wearing down to the, um, the bus stop with the kid, like I wore a dress down there and like that literally pisses people off. Like they're, they're mm-hmm. angry about that type of stuff. So like, I don't hide me. So I can't do that type of, you know what I mean? I, anytime I do one of those things that I'm doing to be like nice and give back or anything like that, I have to obscure who I am in order to get people to participate or to enjoy it without also causing all sorts of like frustration and anger. And that's weird to me. Yeah. Well, I think that, I mean, I think that the, the, it, it you're not wrong that, that that's, you know, I, I, obviously I'm not challenging your experience, but it's unfortunate that it has to be that way because it's part of the fabric of bullshit that's sewn into everything in our society where it's like, Oh, well, if you do this one good thing, then everything else that you ever think, say, do ever has to align with that 100%. It's like, but it doesn't. And that's not how people are. You know what I mean? Like, and that's kind of what I meant not to, and I'm not trying to dive back into politics, but that's kind of what I meant about Trump taking the veneer off of everything is it's like, yeah, he's crass. And yeah, he seems like he doesn't really give a fuck about other people very much, but he's not the first politician to embody that. He might just be the first one to be like, yeah, that's true. Whatever. Fuck it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> so it, it, it's because it's like, and so people are really offended that the president would be this way. And it's like, he's always been that way. Uh, it, we just, we just accept bullshit for, I don't know what reason. And we insist upon it like that. Like, Hey, I'm going to follow your page. that does good stuff. Oh, there's also sex stuff that I'm weirdly uncomfortable with. So now I'm going to disassociate from both. And it's like, why can't they both exist? Like, why can't, why can't they both exist separately? You know what I mean? On the same page, but like, why can't you hold the two ideas at once? Why do we only have to hold one or the other? And again, I think it goes back to what I was saying. It's just easier. Yeah. (laughs) Even though it makes it way fucking harder, actually in the moment, it's easier. Like it's, it's crazy to me. Like people, you know, they've told me, oh dude, you're like, uh, I thought you were so good. You're, you're embarrassing. Like, because of the stuff I put on Facebook, I'm like, like of all the things that happened in this world, you saw my butt cheek and that is the worst possible scenario for you. Like if if that is (laughs) the end of your life, you saw my butt cheek, like you got a good life, dude. You're, you're living. I was going to say, you should log off Facebook and throw a party right now because you were, you're you're killing it. (laughs) You fucking nailed it. Like. That's the recipe over here. I need it. Right. Right. I I want my biggest anxiety to be seeing a dude's butt cheek, especially a dude that they don't even probably know in most cases. Right. Like it's not. It's like, (laughs) what, why? Or, or, uh, they'll be like, uh, the guys will be like, I don't need to see this gay shit. I'm like, Whoa, time out. Hold on. What? Like, were you magically attracted to my butt cheek? Because that, that would be slightly gay. I agree. Uh, but that's not a problem. Like, right. It, it's right. okay. If you were attracted to my butt cheek, you don't need to be mad at me because of that. 
Yeah. But that's the only way that that's gay. And like, who cares? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, uh, I agree completely. Um, well, I, I mean, we've been talking for almost two hours, oh, and I think we could probably talk for another two hours. No, no, I love it, and I'm not going to edit any of it, oh, so it's going to be great. Um, I just, I know that you don't know how long we've been going, and I don't want you to be like, "Holy shit, it's nine o'clock! What did you oh, do?" Uh, so I'm, 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 I'll, I'll go ahead and wrap it uh, up. Uh, I do have to say one thing, just because I assume he he will listen to this. If if you have not had Brett cook for you yet, like mm. you need you need to accomplish that shit because that guy can fucking cook. He, he, he cooked us like some chicken marsala or marsala. I don't fucking know. I'm probably yep. butchering that. We went over there. We ate it. Lindsay has tried to recreate it twice here at the house because I'm not going to be like, hey, Brett, we want to come back over and have that chicken shit again. Uh, <laughs> and she has like done a terrible job both times. But that dude, he, he can fucking cook, man. Oh, no, he totally can. I was really disappointed a couple weeks ago. Uh, he was smoking ribs i think and and he was like hey man if you want to come by and kick it and have some ribs or whatever but i was on call for work that weekend and couldn't be away for for that long or whatever so i I couldn't do it but um but i felt very disappointed that my schedule had worked out that way because yeah i've also actually had the chicken marsal or marsal he'll he'll make fun of both of us for not being able to say it (laughs) but you are correct it is amazing uh that dude is a is an incredible cook, so yeah. that's a good call. Absolutely out. fantastic. Uh, and so, like this this is my thanks, uh, Brett, for cooking us a fantastic meal. Thanks. Nice. I love it. <laughs> you know, we obviously we talked about a lot of problems with the world, but that's why I started the show. Despite your uncomfort with it, uh, that's why I started with with talking about uh, things that I think that you've done that maybe in small ways, you know, like I know that you're not running for office or you're not trying to create some mega organization or something, but in, 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 in significant ways, um, I think that you try and do your piece to, to make the world a better place. And I know that you do it, like you said earlier, because it makes you feel better, not because you're trying to get recognition. So this isn't about trying to, to, to put you on blast like that, but um, I think it's inspiring what you do. I think it's cool what you do. And I hope you keep doing it, man. Uh yeah, just because uh, you're an asshole and give me compliments. Uh, I like your 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 podcast. I don't listen to these in general just because of how long they are. Like, you know, you talk about the Joe Rogan one and stuff. Like, I'll pick up his, like, five-minute clips or something online. But mm-hmm. I don't – in general, I just don't listen to longer ones like this. And uh, I've not listened to all of yours, not even going to pretend like it. Uh, sure, no. I expect that you had. <laughs> but I've listened to probably, probably eight, eight or nine of them so far. And like the whole things and, and they're good stuff, man. It's, it's good to listen. Uh, I don't always agree. Uh, I think that I, I have a ways to go on your, your self-help stuff. Like your, you know, uh, the, uh, what do you call it? A life coach and stuff like that. Like, uh, I'm sure there's something that's making me resist that, uh, line of thinking. I don't know what it is yet, but, uh, no, I think, I mean, I don't know either. And, and I would be honestly, man, if you continue to listen and, and, and identify what it is, I'd love to have you back to, to talk about it and, and, and not again, not to like fight about it or something. Clearly that's not what either of us are about, but, but really to explore it because honestly, I've been really opposed to that stuff for most of my life because I thought that it was snake oil, right? Like for lack of a better term, like, like bullshit. Um, and I think there are some examples of it that absolutely are. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think that there is something to be said for 
a person spending time on trying to make themselves feel better, which is really all that I've been trying to do. You know what I mean? Is is not to to be able to be on some pedestal in front of people or anything, it, it, which you're on video with me. I'm not, I'm not ready to be on a pedestal. So, um, but no, but it's really about like, honestly, it's new for me too, I guess is my point. So uh, I think that there's probably some, a valid hesitation with it. And I, I, I certainly wouldn't say that everything I've ever said about it is hundred percent correct. Cause I don't even know what the fuck all I've said. I, I don't go and black and listen to all my episodes. You know what I mean? <laughs> I could have said crazy shit and been like, really? I said that. Oh, all right. That's well, fair. Let's, let's revisit that. Yeah, that was wrong. Okay. <laughs> um, so that's totally fair. But I do think that there's, like I said, something to be said. And I think that some people do it more naturally, right? Like, um, I don't, this is totally me just pulling shit out of a hat. So you can say, no, that's bullshit. But like for you, like we talked about, I think maybe before we turn the mics on, but the, like you play video games, but you have a very specific reason that you're playing them right? Like it gives you some release that you, that you wanted and then you're good with it. Like, so that's an example of doing something that makes yourself feel better. That doesn't have any other value. Like you don't get paid for it. You spend money to do it. Right. Like, um, so I don't know, shit, maybe, maybe a lot of self-help is just having a a hobby. I don't know, (laughs) but, um, but yeah, I think that there's, uh, yeah, I think there's something. I think there's something there. Again, the grayscale. Not all self help is great. Not all of it's bullshit either. Yeah. So yeah, I agree. just trying to. But it's it's uh it's cool to listen to. Uh, good stuff, man. Uh, hope you keep doing them. Cool. Hope you have uh, uh, more conversations with Brett where I get to cuss because one of you fuckers talks too fast and the other doesn't talk fast enough. Yeah, well, I'll I I know you already know about it, but I'll invite you to listen to our gaming podcast. Pick up your sticks. Where every week. It's the, the slow guy and the fast yeah. guy, so then you can have it to your heart's content and record for a long time on that shit, too. Uh, I'll have to check that out. I haven't man. listened to that one yet, uh, just because, like, and, you know, we did talk about this before you started recording, but I, I'm not a, a typical gamer, I guess, and so a lot of the stuff with video games just doesn't matter to me. So I, I ha- that's the reason I hadn't listened to it, but I, I need to give it a shot to see what it's like. So I think the only, and this is going to sound like a total sales pitch, dun, dun, dun. Um, the reason that I the reason that I think that you might like it more than you'd think is that we, we actually don't just talk news and reviews or something like the, the, the catchphrase of the show or whatever the tagline is why gaming matters. And so we really try and talk about like our emotional connection with gaming and the experiences that we've had. And so we talk about recent games we play, but we also talk about old games that we played. And a lot of the listeners from that have given us feedback, like, Oh man, like I hadn't thought about this game in like 15 years that you brought up, and now I have all this nostalgia and I got to go play it again. Or we play a wide variety of games. People are like, oh, I didn't even know that game existed, and I heard about it on your show, and now I went and checked it out, and it's great. So it's not really a show about trying to be like we're not pushing up our glasses all the time, being like, well, actually, <laughs> really the way. I mean, that's that's not the the theme of the show. It's honestly, it's as much like this as I can make it, except just about video games because when i talk about video games on this i'm way too nerdy and it goes too <laughs> too far people are like i don't know what that is and i'm like yeah all right anyway brother man thank you so much for coming on the show uh i really appreciate it and i hope you'll come back sometime. yeah for sure thanks for having me it was nowhere near as terrifying as i thought it would be so if anybody's listening and this fucker asked you to come and be on one it's it's not as scary as as it seems beforehand
All right, folks. Well, that is going to do it for the show today. Thank you again so much, Brandon, for stopping by and, and, and having this conversation. And thank you to, again to Misha for providing the music. And, of course, thank you, listener, for sticking around and listening to the episode. As always, if you have any comments, questions, thoughts that you'd like to share, I am available on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram at The Walk Show. You can email me at the walker at thewalkshowpodcast.com. But I'd love your feedback and, and love to, to chat about it more. Really appreciate you guys listening to the show. Hope you have a great week. Stay up.